0: You're listening to Trafficked, from WYSO. I'm Lila Goldstein. It's not hard to find people on the internet who are really worried about trafficking.
1: They use the GPS location to track you down, find out where you are, follow you around, and capture you.
2: People are now putting little stickers or numbers on women's cars so that when the woman goes to wipe it off or check and see what it is, men will come and grab her.
0: And then of course there's a satanic aspect where they torture these kids. It does happen. Conspiracy theories about human trafficking have been spreading online. The QAnon movement and others have promoted hoaxes about global child sex trafficking rings. But what I found in my reporting for this series is that it's not just QAnon that's spreading misinformation. Even anti-trafficking nonprofits and Ohio state agencies repeat stats and claims that aren't backed up by solid evidence. State leaders here have made trafficking a priority but they may not have a firm grasp on what is actually known about the extent of the problem. So let's debunk some common myths about trafficking and look at who they harm. And a warning, this story includes descriptions of sexual violence. To be clear, human trafficking does happen. But there's very little hard data about how common it is in the U.S. And in the absence of facts, unfounded theories have popped up on social media feeds instead. But anti-trafficking organizations are also contributing to the problem. That's according to Bridget Carr. She's the director of the Human Trafficking Clinic at the University of Michigan Law School.
2: Unfortunately, we, <laughs> we as a movement had been feeding so many of these myths already that we were kind of had already put out a welcome mat for the QAnon framing. And so in many ways, that just turned up the volume on those voices that were already there. Take, for
0: instance, the claim that Ohio is one of the worst states in the country for human trafficking a stat that's regularly mentioned in news coverage. Now, Ohio is actually the fourth highest in human trafficking numbers. Ohio actually ranks near the top with human
2: trafficking victims.
0: Ohio ranks fourth in the United States when it comes to human trafficking. Here's State Representative Jenna Powell in an Instagram video filmed in Ohio Statehouse. Ohio is the fourth worst state in the United States for human trafficking. And Columbus Police Deputy Chief Jennifer Knight at a city council hearing.
2: Ohio ranks fifth in the nation among states that have perpetrators and victims of human trafficking.
0: The Ohio Department of Health claimed that Ohio has ranked as high as fifth among all states in total reported cases. This was removed from its website after I asked the department for a citation. The Ohio Attorney General's office claimed that Ohio is one of the top 10 worst states in the nation for human trafficking. That was also taken off its website after a version of this story aired on the radio. These kinds of statements are at the very least misleading and sometimes outright incorrect. Carr says we don't know the details
2: of prevalence anywhere in the U.S. There is no prevalence number for the United States. We also don't know where hotspots are and we don't know when it spikes because we don't have a comparison to what an average Tuesday looks like. Many communities will make a claim that they are the top 10 for child sex trafficking. They're not based on fact.
0: So where then are these stats about Ohio coming from? In 2019, Ohio did have the fifth most human trafficking cases reported to the National Human Trafficking Hotline. But experts say that doesn't mean Ohio has a higher rate of human trafficking than other states. For one thing, Ohio has a big population, the seventh largest in the country. More reported cases might just reflect that we have more people to make reports. Plus, the hotline doesn't verify the accuracy of the reports. Another narrative you may have come across, the idea that the state has high rates of human trafficking because of its many highways. Here are clips from three different trainings from state-affiliated
1: groups. One of the reasons Ohio is so high in the the trafficking area is because of our our roadways and and highway systems. Numerous major highways cross the state. First of all, Ohio has a very um, inexpensive highway system. No, that's BS. I mean, if I had to give the short version.
0: (laughs) Celia Williamson is a professor of social work at the University of Toledo who researches human trafficking. There are highways in almost in every city.
1: I mean, so... What is unique about our special highways?
0: She says this kind of claim can perpetuate the false idea that trafficking requires someone to be transported or smuggled to a new location. It also plays into the myth that trafficking often involves abductions by strangers in white vans. In reality, she says, most traffickers know their victims. And people with certain vulnerabilities are more likely to be trafficked people in poverty or who have substance use disorder, people who've had contact with the criminal justice system, people of color, immigrants, and the LGBTQ community.
1: Anybody can be hit by lightning, but if it's raining and I'm standing out, standing on a piece of metal, holding a piece of metal in my hand, (laughs) I'm at higher risk, perhaps, of being struck by lightning.
0: So what is at stake if Ohioans mischaracterize The problem and what trafficking looks like. What's the consequence
1: of that? I think they'll repeat the mistakes that they've made in the past, which is to leave behind people who are most vulnerable in favor of people who have more protective factors and less risk factors.
0: Someone who had several of those risk factors starting in her teen years is Elizabeth Watkins. She's 28 and works at a Bob Evans in Southern Ohio. She started using drugs around 14 and had a criminal record by the time she was 20. She became addicted to heroin and began selling sex to pay for it. Then, she says, she met a man in a hotel room in Columbus who groomed her, giving her false promises of a better future. He gave me dope and he gave me money, and he shortly became my first pimp. I went with him. It was not something that was forced, but... I went with him because that's where the drugs and money was. She went with him willingly to Detroit, but she says over time, she found herself under his control. She says he determined what she wore, when she could sleep, and took all of the money she made selling sex. She was raped and beaten, she says, and she feared he would hurt her if she tried to leave. Then, she says police raided a hotel room she was in and let her leave didn't ask if she was being trafficked. Did they give
1: help any of us girls that were in there? No, I watched them take two of them to jail because they had warrants. Me, I wasn't from the state. They didn't offer me no help, didn't
0: care where I was from. Let me use the phone to call my family. She came back to Columbus, where she was arrested over and over on solicitation charges. She doesn't remember law enforcement asking her if she'd been forced to sell sex against her will. I was in and out of jail for years. Nobody offered to help me. Nobody offered me resources. We need more people there
1: when people go to get released or go in front of their judge to offer them help. Because I was thrown in and out of the system forever and never was
0: offered help. The last time she was arrested, over two years ago, she says her probation officer helped her get into treatment. She's now sober. But she's still dealing with mounting court fines and is having trouble getting a driver's license. Bridget Carr from the University of Michigan says this is why those false narratives have real consequences.
2: Because if we say that the narrative about who a trafficking victim is, is someone who's been snatched from a parking lot, and that when law enforcement busts into the bedroom where they've been held, you know, tied to the bed, and they're elated that law enforcement is rescuing them, if that's what a true victim looks like, Then my clients, who have relationships with their perpetrators, they are not viewed as victims. Instead,
0: she says often her clients are viewed as criminals, arrested for prostitution, or deported if they're foreign nationals. She says when anti-trafficking groups perpetuate these myths, it ends up harming actual victims. Ohio has focused a lot of attention and resources on sex trafficking. But that's not the only form of human trafficking. Trafficked laborers are painting nails at salons, picking fruits and vegetables on farms, and cooking meals at restaurants. But labor trafficking often gets left out of the conversation.
2: And It's a fact. Are we prosecuting any perpetrator? Can we see any headlines? Does it come in the news? If that comes in the news, the victims will come out.
0: How the stories of labor trafficking survivors often get overlooked. That's up next on Trafficked from WYSO.